Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Living Life. Today is December 18. There are times in our life where sometimes things just happen um, naturally. It's not because what you have done wrong, but sometimes you just go into hardship or difficult situations. Sometimes people that you don't know might just come to you and give a difficult time. Likewise, in today's passage, we see uh, Hezekiah facing a tremendous danger and uh, a challenge, uh, not just for himself, but the entirety of uh, Judah. Um, and not, it's not because what he has done. It's something that just happens naturally uh, in times of his journey. Uh, what's important for us to see in today's passage, though, is um, the attitude and the, the character you're supposed to maintain in times of difficulties. Um, just trusting the Lord and seeking for His help and to keep silent and not to be tempted in that, that, that Satan brings in every side of your life, um, but instead just being humbled and silent and, and just waiting for what God to do in your life. So we're going to see that in today's passage. Why don't we take a look at uh, today's passage together? Let us read. Second Chronicles chapter 32, verses 1 through 23. After all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he intended to wage war against Jerusalem, he consulted with his officials and military staff about blocking off the water from the springs outside the city, and they helped him. They gathered a large group of people who blocked all the springs and the stream that flowed through the land. Why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water, they said. Then he worked hard repairing all the broken sections of the wall and building towers on it. He built another wall outside that one and reinforced the terraces of the city of David. He also made large numbers of weapons and shields. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in the square at the city gate and encouraged them with these words. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him, for there is a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah the king of Judah said. Later, when Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and all his forces were laying siege to Lachish, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for Hezekiah, king of Judah, and for all the people of Judah who were there. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says, On what are you basing your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? When Hezekiah says, The Lord our God will save us from the hand of the king of Assyria, he is misleading you to let you die of hunger and thirst. Did not Hezekiah himself remove this God's high places and altars, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, You must worship before one altar and burn sacrifices on it? Do you not know what I and my predecessors have done to all the peoples of the other lands? Were the gods of those nations ever able to deliver their land from my hand? 
Who of all the gods of these nations that my predecessors destroyed has been able to save his people from me? How then can your God deliver you from my hand? Now do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Do not believe him, for no god of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my predecessors. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Sennacherib's officers spoke further against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. The king also wrote letters ridiculing the Lord, the God of Israel, and saying this against him. Just as the gods of the peoples of the other lands did not rescue their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not rescue his people from my hand. Then they called out in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to terrify them and make them afraid in order to capture the city. They spoke about the God of Jerusalem as they did about the gods of the other peoples of the world, the work of human hands. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. And the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men and the commanders and officers in the camp of the Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. And when he went into the temple of his God, some of his sons, his own flesh and blood, cut him down with the sword. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of Shennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others. He took care of them on every side. Many brought offerings to Jerusalem for the Lord and valuable gifts for Hezekiah, king of Judah. From then on, he was highly regarded by all the nations. Just as the title testified to us, we have to be courageous and faithful even though we face difficult situations in our lives. We see in verse 1 to 8 how Hezekiah um, stays courageous and faithful before the Lord even though he faces a challenge from a king from Assyria. I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong. We see in verse 1, it reads, After all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. It's not that God was uh, pouring down his wrath upon Jerusalem. It's not because Hezekiah was not faithful. We read in previous uh, uh, chapters that Hezekiah was doing everything right before the Lord. But there was an invasion. Now, I just want to remind every one of us that sometimes, naturally, bad things do happen in our lives. It's a matter of attitude before the Lord. I mean, he encourages us through the narrative of Hezekiah, always asking us to be courageous and faithful. Why? Because difficult things do happen naturally. What we have to do is shown in the following verses. First, we have to consult with his officials and military staff about uh, doing the naturally best thing possible for the city. Uh, second is found in verse 5. You have to work hard to repair all the broken sections of the wall and to rebuild towers. Third is to appoint military officers over the people who are being terrified. Fourth is to encourage them with the word of the Lord. Now, it's, the contents of it is ver found in verse 7 and 8. You can see that Hezekiah is encouraging, saying that, especially in verse 8, with him, that's the Sennacherib, is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord, our God, to help us and to fight our battles. And by that, people gain confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. And that is the very importance to be faithful and courageous, even though natural disaster or difficult situation 
come upon in your life. Now, second reason why we have to be courageous and faithful is found in verses 9 and following. It's because there are temptations in every side. Uh, you will see that the officers sent by uh, the king of Assyria, they start to distort theology. Um, they start to distort, distort the understanding of who God is. And they warn them that Hezekiah is misleading you and he will drive you to hunger and, and thirst. Now, that's what Satan does to us. He tempts us uh, by distorting our understanding who God, uh, who God is and what we believe. Now, second way how they distort this theology is by speaking in our own language. We see in verse 18 that they start to speak in Hebrew. It reads, Then they called out in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to terrify them and make them afraid in order to capture the city. What Satan does, he, he actually utilizes sometimes the word of God to distort our theology. That's what Satan did to Jesus Christ when he was tempting him in the Judean desert, wilderness. Now, I mean, we have to understand that sometimes great challenges are are brought to us in our own languages. It's something that we know and understand very well. And for them, it was Hebrew. Now we see in a parallel chapter in 2 King, Kings that uh, the envoys sent uh, from uh, the, uh, the side of Judah, they asked the officials not to speak in Hebrew, instead speak in Aramaic, so that they would not understand. But sadly, uh, the uh, uh, officials start to say all these temptations out loud in Hebrew. That gives us an insight that Satan does speak in our language to tempt us. And that is the very area where we sometimes uh, be terrified because it's the very own word of the Lord that tempts us. But what scripture testified to us is to stay silent and remain courageous and faithful. Because we see in a parallel a chapter what Hezekiah asked his people to do. It reads in 2 Kings verse 18 to 26, But the people remained silent and said nothing in reply, because the king had commanded, Do not answer him. Now the second thing that king, command, uh, king did uh, in response to this is found in today's passage. Verse 20, it reads, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, tried out in prayer to heaven about this. Now, these two things are very important. When you are tempted in your own language, where Satan is bringing upon the word of God to distort your theology, what do you have to do? First, do not go into debate and fight against others by utilizing the word of God. Rather, remain silent. Second is to pray upon the Lord and say, Lord God, I am being tempted. Someone is, bring, someone is bringing the word of God and just trying to distort my theology because the battle is of the Lord. He's the one who will, who will straighten everything out for you. So that's why we have to stay courageous and faithful because in the third part of it, God is the one who fights for every one of us. We see in verse 21, uh, where the Lord sends an angel who annihilates all the fighting men and the commanders and officers in the camp of Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. And when he went into the temple of his God, some of his sons, his own flesh and blood, cut him down with the sword. We see that uh, ultimately God is the one who fights against uh, these enemies of Judah. Now, I want to encourage every one of us is... 
uh, that to remain courageous and faithful. Why? Because ultimately he's the one that fights, he, he's the one who ultimately fights for all of us. He's the one that defeats the enemy. He's the one who defeats against the ultimate enemy who is Satan and death itself. Uh, that has been displayed and fulfilled through Christ Jesus on the cross. And that is why we find courage and faithfulness. I bless every one of us to find that courage and faith at the cross of Jesus Christ. Again, I would like to invite every one of us to stay courageous and faithful. Why? Because we have seen through today's passage that sometimes natural disasters or difficult situations come in our lives. And sometimes Satan does do, uh, tempt us in those kind of situations. But remember that God works for you. God fights for you. For a reason, verse 22, that he took care of them on every side. He will protect you. He will secure your heart and your mind from all sorts of temptations that you don't uh, betray God. Rather, he will bring joy and gladness in your heart so that you could praise him and offer your life for his glory. So I ask every one of us, and I encourage every one of us to remember the battle that God has fought for every one of us on the cross through Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Father, Lord God, I ask the Holy Spirit to help us to stay courageous and faithful in every given situation. Sometimes Satan will just bring us difficulties in our lives. Uh, he will work through many different people uh, to just to discourage us. But Lord God, let us be courageous and faithful uh, based upon what you have done. Don't uh, let us um, just scramble and, and be confused of what we hear in our own language, but rather just secure our mind and our heart. Let the Holy Spirit protect us so that we could continuously trust in you and praise you only. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world as nothing in prose.